Good morning, good morning, all of God's chosen and divine ones. On this July the 3rd, Monday, it's almost the 4th, you guys. Um, was outside watching fireworks that um, my neighbors were letting off last night, and they were just so beautiful. Loud, but beautiful. <laughs> um, I hope everyone is having a wonderful and blessed holiday weekend and it's well to pursue the week and being blessed as well. So the Lord has been brought me to Hebrews 4 this morning to share with you guys something's um, short, sweet, but powerful. Um, For those who don't know me, I'm Michelle with Find Joy in Your Journey with Michelle. And I thank you if this is your first time listening. And I thank you for all of the ones that this is your, you are a returning listener to my podcast. That really means a lot to me. Not only that, that you take the time out of your day to to join me to find joy in your journey for the day and get some encouragement. But you're seeking the Lord. That's the main thing. Seeking the Lord first in all we do is everything else will be added to us. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day that you have given us. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Dear Lord, I thank you for the vision and the revelation to start a podcast and to start teaching and spreading your word throughout social media. That way it can reach many nations. I thank you, Father, for the visions that you have given me to follow out your destiny that you have for me, Father. And I also thank you for the wisdom and the knowledge and the understanding and the discernment to use the gifts that you've placed on the inside of me, as well as everyone else The Lord has given you gifts, and I thank you, Father, for helping them use them gifts to bring glory to your name. I just ask and pray that you will guard my speech, guard my tongue. Anything is not of you, Father, remove it from my mouth and let me not speak it. In Jesus' name, I pray. All right, so let's dive on into the word this morning. So, in Hebrews 4, if y'all want to get your Bibles out and get your blue ink pen and your notebook, the significance of the blue ink pen is that it is written with grace. And it means 
that we are expecting God to fulfill his promises as long as we are obedient and do our part but this it's just as my mentor Latoya Okia she always says get your blue ink pen and your notebook out and write everything down that you feel like you need to highlight that I say so you can go back and read it because you are God's chosen. You are divine. You are sanctified and you are set apart. You're a royal priesthood. We are part of a kingdom, y'all. We are kings and queens of God's kingdom. We have to carry ourselves as such. We have to speak as such. We have to think as such. Thank you, Father. All right, so let's get on into the word. So, let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached didn't, did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if thou if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world, for he spake it in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise. And God did rest the seventh day from all his work. And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth, that some must enter therein. And they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, Harden not your hearts, for if Jesus had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God, for he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own work, as God did from, uh, from his let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief for the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to dividing asunder of soul and spirit 
in the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Glory be to God. Verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our professions. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the filling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for sending Jesus to die on the cross for us so we can have everlasting life by our obedience and our choice to let go and let you be the head of our life. Yes, seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. All righteousness. So some of the Jewish Christians who received the letter of Hebrews may have been on the verge of turning back from their promised rest in Christ. Just as the people in Moses' day turned back from the promised land in both cases, the difficulties of the present moment overshadowed the reality of God's promise and the people doubted that God would fulfill his promises. When we trust our own efforts instead of Christ's power, we too are in danger of turning back. Our own efforts are never adequate. Only Christ can see us through whatever we're going through. Glory be to God. The Israelites of Moses' day illustrate a problem facing many who fill our churches today. They know a great deal about Christ, but they do not know him personally. They don't combine their knowledge with faith. Let the good news about Christ affect your life. Believe in him and put into practice what you hear and read about him. God rested on the seventh day, not because he was tired. He rested, excuse me. But to indicate the completion of creation, the world was per this world was perfect and he was well satisfied with it. The rest is for taste of our eternal joy. When creation is renewed and in stored, restored, excuse me, in stored and restored. When every mark of sin has been removed and the world is perfect once again, our rest in Christ begins when we trust him to complete his good and perfect work in us. God gave Israel the opportunity to enter Canaan 
but they failed because they didn't trust him. Now God offers another opportunity to enter his ultimate place of rest. He invites us to come to Christ, to enter into his rest. You must believe that God has this relationship in mind for you. You must seize from your own efforts to create it. You must trust in Jesus to bring you God's rest. And you must determine to follow him in obedience. Today is the time to believe in Christ. To enter into his place of rest. And to find peace with God. Tomorrow may be too late. God wants us to enter into his rest. For the Israelites of Moses' time, this rest was the promised land. For Christians. It is peace with God now and eternal life in a new earth later. We do not need to wait the next life to enjoy God's rest and peace. We may have it daily now. Our daily rest in the Lord will not end with death, but will become an eternal rest in the home Christ is preparing for us. If God wants us to enter this rest, through our faith. Why must we strive for it? This is not the struggle of good works to obtain salvation, nor is it the mystical struggle to overcome selfishness. It refers to making every effort to appreciate the benefit from what God has already provided. Salvation is not to be taken for granted. To appropriate the rest God offers requires decision and commitment glory be to god the word of god is not merely a collection of words from god a vehicle for communicating ideas it is living life-changing and dynamic as it works in us with the ex thanks excuse me God's word reveals who we are and what we are not. It penetrates the core of our moral and spiritual life. It discerns what is within us, both God, good and evil. The demands of God's word require decisions. We must not only listen to the word, we must let it shape our life. Nothing can be hidden from God. He knows about everyone, everywhere, and everything about us is wide open to his all-seeing eyes. He sees all we do and knows all we think. Even when we are unaware of his presence, he is there. Even when we try to hide from him, he sees us. We can have no secrets from God. Remarkably, though he knows us intimately, he still loves us. To the Jews, the high priest was the highest religious authority in the land. He alone entered the most holy place once a year to make atonement for the sins of the whole nation. 
like the high priest, Jesus meditates between God and us. As man's representative, he intercedes for us before God. As God's representative, he assures us of God's forgiveness. Jesus has more authority than the Jewish high priest because he is truly God and truly man. Unlike the high priest who could go before God only once a year, Christ is always at God's right hand, interceding for us. He is always available to hear us when we pray. Jesus is like us because he experienced a full range of temptation as a human being throughout his life. We can be comforted knowing that he faced temptation. He can sympathize with us. He can be inspired that he faced temptation without giving in to sin. He shows us that we do not have to sin when facing the seductive lure of temptation. Jesus is the only human being who has never lived without committing sin. Now in heaven, he completely understands our weakness. So he can give us strength to overcome and forgiveness should fall. Prayer is our approach to God. And we, when we are coming boldly unto the throne of grace, some Christians approach God meekly with heads hung, afraid to ask him to meet their needs. Others pray vibrantly with little, come with reverence for he is your king but also come with bold assurance, for he is your friend and your counselor also. So are you gonna choose to be that student and let God do the work in you that you need done so you can live out your life that God has for you? You can find that rest that God has for you. That joy, that peace of knowing that you don't have to worry about anything, but pray about everything. Have that relationship with Jesus Christ, with our Lord and Savior, that you can talk to him like you would talk to your friend. Come boldly unto the kingdom and to the throne of God, to the throne of grace, come boldly. I hope this word reaches whom it needs to reach. And I thank you, Father, for giving me the ability to bring your word before your people. Until next time, I hope you find joy in your journey. Have a wonderful holiday. The, those who are off, I hope you're cooking out and enjoying your families during this holiday season at the 4th of July. Until next time, be blessed.